Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 1st, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA, uh, which uh, Schwann Humes and I will be doing on Thursday. Now, the UFC was off uh, for Memorial Day weekend, so uh, I decided to uh, skip a week on the podcast. We didn't do uh, the podcast last week, so back for this week. Going to start with uh, WWE and especially uh, Asuka. You know, they did her dirty again. Holy mackerel. So what happened last week is uh, the week before, like two weeks ago, Asuka beat Charlotte, and so she was supposed to get a title match at... Um, at the next pay-per-view, okay? So what happened was they decided to to rematch them last week. Why did they do this? Apparently, the script was such a mess that they needed matches to fill time. And those two can fill 20 minutes, okay? They did a great job. You know, it was a a fantastic match. Well worth watching if you haven't seen it. Uh, But in the end, uh, Charlotte won, and she got the... um, the title match at uh, uh, at the next uh, pay-per-view. Now, the problem I had with it is only that they needed to explain why there was a rematch, okay? And they still haven't done that, okay? She wasn't, Asuka wasn't on the show last night, you know, so uh, I I was not happy with them not doing that because they, they needed to explain it storyline-wise. You know, otherwise it doesn't make any damn sense for Asuka to consider that, Right? She could just say, screw you, I won already, you know, which is what she should have done, but they didn't do that, okay? They didn't do anything. in that. All they were really looking for is for Charlotte and Asuka to kill 20 minutes, which, believe me, they can do more than that. They can do a half hour. Asuka's gone 40 minutes in her career, you know. It's not that big of a deal. These two are really good. And, uh, you know, but the match was okay. So I don't know. They, they still got like two more weeks to go. Okay. So I don't know what they're up to. All right. They're doing this Michigas with Nikki Cross now. Right. So, eh. all right. The other, uh, uh big match, uh, which was on, um, one thing I wanted to mention is next week, um, Mako Satamura will get another shot at the NXT UK Women's Championship against Kaylee Ray. And I think she might win this time. She officially announced that she's moving to England, but in actual fact, that was just an announcement for Japan. She's moved all, She had moved already to England. She hasn't been back to Japan since... Um, uh, she did the uh, 10th anniversary show for the, um, for the earthquake at Sendai Girls. And she's going back one more time at the end of June, and that's it. She's not going back to Japan anymore. If you're wondering about Sendai Girls, it's operating without her. You know, they don't really need her there. All right. And she's making good money doing this gig. Okay. Now, the other thing is we had on Sunday's AEW pay-per-view, we had um, um, Hikaru Shida defend the AEW Women's Championship against Britt Baker. And there's the thing. I expected a title change. Wasn't particularly surprised by that. Here's the problem with it, though. Britt Baker has been in the wrestling business for several years, and she still can't wrestle. She's terrible in the ring. And that's the big problem. Look, you can't have the championship belt on someone who simply can't work, okay? It's going to become a problem. Will they get it off her? I don't know. I don't know. But mainly she got this title shot 
with her mouth. She didn't get it in the ring. Okay? Oh, what about that garbage match that she had with uh, Thunder Rosa? Rosa carried that match. She, this girl can't carry a match, okay? She needs a lot of help. And you could see that in this match, which uh, um, uh, Hikaru basically carried, okay? And listen, I didn't. Uh, the match was not as good as some people would like you to believe. It was okay. It was fine. But, I mean, you can see that Britt doesn't really know what she's doing. She does a lot of standing around and waiting. It's like she's not sure what to do. And, you know, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Now, uh, what I wanted to mention about this was that the one thing I really didn't like is there was just way too many false finishes. And, you know, the WWE does this a lot on their own pay-per-view matches. They think it, it, it makes it creates excitement. I think it basically, it's okay to do a couple of false finishes, you know, but to do like what they did in this match, which was like half a dozen, no, don't do that. And and really, the finish should have been when uh, Rebel hit accidentally hit um, Britt over the head with her crutch, and that should have been the finish. But instead, they had like, I mean, it had to be a half a dozen false finishes. And you know, uh, if the WWE did shit like that, people would be up in arms. But AEW is getting a pass on it, okay? And you know. Uh, the only reason I was even watching AEW was for Hikaru. And now that she's not the champ anymore, I'm not watching their show. They can go to hell because I don't like their product. They have all these factions, which I know why they're doing it. They're wrong. Okay. Japanese fan, they'd, Mick Jackson said they're doing the factions because New Japan does them. And the problem is Japanese fans are used to what New Japan does. Fans here don't understand that they're not used to it and so uh, it just get it comes across as very chaotic and busy and maybe too busy and uh, it's too much and eventually it'll it'll you know bite them in the ass because people get tired of it you know so they haven't got tired of it yet but they will okay they also was announced that they're going to be moving their shows to TBS and this is mostly because of uh, the NHL moving to TNT, okay? And they got their third hour. But like I said, I'm not watching their show anymore. If I, I come across something that I need to check out, then I'll check it out. Other than that, uh, it's on here. I'm not watching. Same thing I do with Impact Wrestling. The show is on here. I don't watch it. There's no reason for me to watch it. Just like without Hikaru Shida as champ or in a prominent position, there's no reason for me to watch this match. Now, if watch their show. Now, if I do hear that she's going to be on a show, I will watch it because it's not that big of a deal. But I'm going to stick with uh, the other stuff that I watch. Uh, NXT is on tonight, and I'm going to watch that. Okay? Even though it's not actually on TV up here, what uh, uh, Sportsnet is doing is they're putting it on their app. And the problem with the app is I can't cast it to my TV. So I have another way to do it. So I don't need their friggin' app or any, or their website for that matter. And, 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 and you know what? You can't access it on their website if you're on cable. How about that? You got to get the app. It's crazy. But you can't cast it. So I, I uh, uh, have a better, I have another way to do it. Okay, let's move on to uh, women's MMA. Uh, first, I want to start with um, the Invicta show from uh, 
uh, uh, last Friday. Um, this was their first show on Access TV. They're now owned by the company that owns Access TV. Um, the thing I warned about, uh, I didn't like the two title matches. Okay, They had two title matches. They had um, Martina Rodriguez beat Diana Torcado for the uh, Flyweight Championship. And they had uh, Alicia Zapatella um, uh, win, uh, win the um, uh, Atomweight Championship. Um, I can't remember the name of the girl. She beat. That doesn't really matter. What I su suspected would happen with those two fights, because those are the two, main two fights of the show, is they would be boring as hell. And sure enough, they were. And that's the problem uh, I had. These fighters are just not good enough. Okay, I think Alicia is a pretty good fighter, but I don't think she's progressing at all. And she won this fight by split decision. And and really. Um, um, uh, the fighter she was fighting really isn't all that good, and she she should be a lot more dominant, but she wasn't. She almost lost, you know. So it was a dull fight. She says afterwards she wants to fight Ayaka Hamasaki, and I don't know if Ayaka wants to fight in the U.S. She, first, first of all, she signed with Ryzen. And secondly, 39 years old, do you really want to go to Kansas City? I mean, seriously. You know, so I don't know how much money Invicta would have to fork over to Ayaka to get her to do it. You know, maybe I should talk to Shu Harada about that. He's her manager. Okay. So I wasn't happy with the show. I, I, I thought the fights in general were kind of blah. Were blah. And also on Friday night, we had a Bellator show. I did watch uh, Chris Cyborg beat um, uh, Leslie Smith by fourth round knockout. Um, TKO, I should say. And I wasn't crazy about the fight. It was pretty one-sided, but... You know what they what um, Mauro Ronaldo and John McCarthy were talking about on air is that you know Cyborg is more patient now. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe she's a little too patient. You know what I mean? You know, so I I wasn't too thrilled with the fight. I think she's going to fight Kat Zingano next. I don't think that's going to end any differently. But um, you know, this is what Cyborg is doing now. She's getting easy fights because she can't beat anybody who's actually competitive with her. Okay. All right. Let's uh, last Saturday's UFC show. There were two women's fights in the show. Big fight in the strawweight division. Carla Sparza beat Yan Chonan by second round TKO. Yan just made a stupid mistake in round one where she, instead of, um, you know, pacing herself and, um, you know, throwing her jab out there and, and, you know, landing that way. Instead, she decided to go right after her and landed in a, you know, got taken down. And that was pretty much the end of it. Uh, I thought it should have been stopped at the end of the first round. It looked to me like an elbow that's uh, busted uh, Jan open, actually knocked her out, but I don't think the ref saw it. So she did come back for the second round, but didn't last very long. Um, it, was, it was not very good strategy, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, Carla's a veteran fighter. Carla said after the fight that she didn't really know what type of approach that Jan would take because she does does do different things depending on who the opponent is. But in this particular fight, she should have been uh, leading more with the jab and that sort of thing. And she just didn't do that and instead decided to go straight after her, which I just don't think it was good strategy. Now, is Carla going to get a title shot? My guess is not yet, okay? And uh, the reason I say that is it appears to me, uh, first of all, USC President Dana White 
wouldn't commit to that right off the top. He says, oh, she'll get it, but he's not going to commit to it. Okay. So what he's likely working on is a rematch between Rose Namahunas and Zhang Veili. Now, so Carla is the third person in the picture. So likely that's what we're going to see. Now, one of the things to keep in mind, okay, is that Rose Namahunas, Zhang Veili, Carla Esparza are all managed by the same guy, Brian Butler. Okay. So this will work itself out, but exactly how it's going to work out, I can't really tell you. And the thing that they might do is Joanna Radzicek uh, weighed in the other day and said that Carla uh, shouldn't get a title shot before her. And so I think we may see them do Carla versus Joanna. That's a possibility as well. Okay. But uh, the Brian Butler thing is an interesting angle on this. Again, that's something, uh, maybe I can weasel. Shu Harada has a podcast now, so uh, I may try and weasel my way onto that and see if I can ask him these questions. Because he's actually, they work at the same company, right? Soccer Punch Entertainment. So uh, I may try and weasel my way out. Let me talk to Charlie about that. All right. Anyway, uh, the other match on this show was uh, Norma Dumont beat um, Felicia Spencer uh, by unanimous decision. Wasn't a very good fight. Uh, has Felicia uh, regressed a little bit? I think she was injured coming into the fight, and that was the problem. And so she didn't look good. I'll put it to you that way, because Norma is not a good fighter. Norma says, by the way, that she still wants to go back to... Uh, bantamweight but i don't know if she can make that weight she has moved to las vegas and has been uh, training at the ufc pi uh, to kind of work on some of some of the things like that okay all right now let's go to saturday's show we have two women's matches on the show um amanda rebus versus angela hills again uh canceled or postponed they haven't announced a new day for it because amanda is still having uh problems with um uh covid19 Okay, so there's two matches on this. First one is at flyweight. It is Montana De La Rosa versus Ariane Lipsky. Uh, Montana is from Texas originally. She uh, is training now at Elevation Fight Team in uh, Colorado. Um, she's started out as a, a strawweight and she's moved up to flyweight. I'm not impressed with her. I saw her long before she was in the UFC. I didn't like her back then. I still don't like her. Okay. Um, Ariane Lipsky is a former KSW champ who has had uh, what I would describe as mixed success in the UFC. She's won some fights. She's lost some fights. Uh, this is a lower level fight. Like I wouldn't look at this and say that uh, either one's going to move up because of a win. Uh, depends on the finish. If Ariane uh, is dominant, then you know maybe she should be moved up. I don't know. But... Um, uh, they're both kind of, you know, neither is ranked. So it's, it's kind of one of those things that um, uh, I don't really care that much who wins. Ariane, to be honest, has been a disappointment. Like, she came in with a lot of hoo-ha, and then she got beat two in a row. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not a big, I'm just, I haven't been impressed with her. And, uh, um, you know, she needs to win this fight, I think. Okay, the other fight, which is also at flyweight, is Marina Moroz versus Manon Firo. Okay, 
So Marina Moroz has been in the UFC since 2015. She's from the Ukraine. Um, she was fighting at strawweight, but she now fights at flyweight. Uh, she's primarily a boxer. She trains with her husband for the most part. Uh, I think she's training in the U.S. somewhere now. You know, she's had mixed success. She's been like five and three or something like that. And so that's not going to get her up, you know, in, that's not going to get her ranked. Okay. And so the problem is, yeah, the problem is it's not going to get her ranked. And so she's been in the UFC for quite a while now and really hasn't made a whole lot of progress. Another thing I've noticed with her, she gets injured a lot. Okay. We've, she's pulled out a lot of fights out of a lot of fights due to injury. So I don't know what's with her training or whatever. Maybe Schwann has some ideas about that. I don't know. Uh, Menon Fioro is from Nice, France. And um, she uh, made her UFC debut a few months ago. Uh, won pretty easily over Victoria Leonardo. Uh, she looked pretty good. She has a little bit higher level of competition than we normally see from uh, debuting fighters in that she fought for uh, UAE Warriors in Abu Dhabi. And so... Um, uh, she uh, actually had some uh, good competition there. So I think um, she's a little higher level of fighter than we normally see uh, in UFC newcomers. So uh, I would kind of favor her in this fight. Okay. Anyway, that's about it for today. Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, my other podcast, The Big Topic of Women's MMA, we're going to be doing it on Thursday. If you have any uh, questions or comments for either of my blog, either my blog or my podcast, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcasts, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.